Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. And I've said this to people before, and I'll say it again here. You cannot encourage anyone else if you're not encouraged yourself. It has to start with you. You can't pour out from an empty bucket. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you pursue and achieve your dreams without compromising your faith, your family, or your health. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and I'm going to be joined by podcaster and intentional encourager, Brian Sexton. Brian is the host of the show, The Intentional Encourager. His dad was a preacher. He lives in Marshall, the the famous movie, We Are Marshall. He lives in that town. He knows some of the people in that community. And we're going to talk about why it's so important to intentionally encourage yourself and intentionally encourage others. What does that mean to be an intentional encourager? How do you do it? Why do you do it? All that. So sit back and relax unless you just jumped out of an airplane without a parachute. In that case, scream and flap your arms real fast while you listen to us in the last moments of your life. Uh, Man, I don't know why I came up with that, but good luck to you and Godspeed. But for the rest of us, here we go. All right. Hey, Brian, thanks for calling in from West Virginia. How are you doing today? Jerry, I am fantastic. Um, Woke up this morning encouraged and uh, ready to have an encouraging, powerful conversation and encourage your listening audience. So thank you for the opportunity to be on the Beyond the Rut podcast. I'm excited to be here. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, And we met through the Christian Podcast Guest Facebook group, which is an offshoot of the Christian Podcasters Association. Uh, So I definitely want to give a quick shout out to them, uh, Eric Nevins and the gang, Meg Gleesner. Chris Darren, uh, they got that group up and running. That's how you and I met because fantastic group of folks and and what they're doing to, to, to put podcasters together and guests together. Um, I had a guest through that network on the intentional encourager podcast that are releasing a couple of weeks, a gentleman named Tony green, powerful story, wrote a book, triumphant surrender. And so, yeah, those Eric and those folks are doing fantastic work. So thank you, Eric, for what you're doing. And uh, without you, Jerry and I wouldn't be having this. Co- I'd be talking to myself right now, Jerry. <laughs> so, which is which is not uncommon because my <laughs> wife tunes me out. She says you talk too much anyway, and if I wanted to hear you talk, I'd just download your podcast. Oh man! And so, yeah, you know, so it it, it is what it is. So, Gosh. but again, uh, a shout out to Eric Nevins and those guys at Christian Nice uh, Christian Podcast Booster. Now, funny thing is, when my wife hears this episode, she's going to probably think, "What? There's more than one of you out there." <laughs> as far as talking well, yeah. to your well, often, yeah. I have a separate, <laughs> I have a separate office space, and and it's a little bit different. If you're watching on video, you say, "Well, why is part of your wall green?" It's because that functions as the green screen that I use a virtual background on the Intentional Encourager podcast. But Jerry, I have to disclose something. I'm having camera issues. I borrowed my kid's camera. My son is 20. <laughs> He'll be 21 next month in September. And I borrowed his camera. And so I thought, well, I'll just use my background, my 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 prof- my professional background. But if, if you notice, um, I, I'm using kind of a temporary setup until I did not realize last year during the pandemic, especially here in West Virginia, that the two things that would be hardest to get would be toilet paper and webcams. Really? Yeah. I did I mean, not I mean, realize right, right, that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not realize that. And so uh, 
you know, you don't understand the value of a great webcam until you need a great webcam. And so I've got one coming and, uh, but I borrowed my son. So yeah, if you see that green portion over there, that's a wall that I have. I did my own green screen. I just painted a wall green. I went to Lowe's and got some paint and painted a wall green and did my own green screen so <laughs> well now no, i'm going to do in the next place i'm living in uh, my wife's gonna be moving up to dallas real soon so we're going to go from a one-bedroom apartment into a two-bedroom apartment i'm gonna- well you've got the you i love your background because you've got the you know you've got the insulated uh foam there and and that's something i probably should have done that i probably should have put the 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 foam insulation on the wall and then painted it green that might be the next iteration yeah. I, I don't know but I had, I'll tell you this full disclosure. My wife did the transformation of this office space for me. And, um, cause before I had, I had, uh, I went to Ollie's Ollie's is a discount store that we have here in the area. Okay, yeah. And, and I bought room dividers and I kind of had my own little podcast booth, if you will. And, and so she's like, you know, we got to do something different there. We got to do something else besides that. And so, that she she created this incredible space that we have, and she said, "But you still need a spot to podcast." And so we took a desk. So I had three desks. I have uh, they're in a U shape, yeah. and we put them together. And on that side over there is where I podcast. So I've got my. In fact, I've got my late. You, you'll see my dad's picture on the wall there. Yeah, I've got the chair that he had at his desk that he sat in to to prepare sermons, to to pay bills, to do his work. And so when he passed away, I asked my mom if I could have that chair. And I used that chair for my office chair. And so because of back issues and, and upper neck issues, my chiropractor suggested that I get a new chair. And so I put my dad's chair over there and that's the podcast chair. Oh, so nice. that's, yeah. So, uh, you know, shout out to the chiropractor who got me a new chair. You know, <laughs> so, you know, my wife was like, well, I guess we're going to office depot and buying you a new chair. Oh, you know, man. what else do you want in this new office? I'm like, well, a refrigerator, a futon would be nice, you know? So <laughs> I think what she's planning to do, Jerry is, is have me a, a little thing. So, so to where, you know, when she gets tired of me or something like that, she's like, just go out to your office. And I have a futon out here. I'll have a, a refrigerator, oh, wow. a microwave. Yeah. And so this will be, this will kind of be my little bachelor pad, yeah. so to speak, in Podcasting case my wife cave. decides. Love it. Yeah. In case my wife decides, she's just not, I need a break from you. I need a vacation for a, a couple of days. So yeah, Love this it. is, but God's been good to us, man. God has been so faithful through the, through this season of the pandemic. And, um, you know, I look around and, and, um, you know, Jerry, it's funny. I was walking out here today to do this podcast and I've gotten myself into a habit. We have some hills behind us. We have a wooded, mm-hmm. some wooded hills behind us. That's why West Virginia is called the Mountain State. Yeah. We have a little creek literally from where I'm sitting about 20 feet, 25 feet away down this little uh, slope. There's a creek. And we have deer that come through and things like that. And literally, I found myself every morning getting into the habit as I walk out here quoting Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which maketh the heavens and the earth. And you look at those hills, and I don't know when when King David wrote that psalm, what kind of hills he was seeing, but I look up and I see a hillside there, and I say, well, that scripture could apply to Barbersville, West Virginia. 
and I can use that scripture and, and apply that to that. And so when I walk out here to my office from the house, I do, I catch myself before I, we have a little uh, paver path that we, that we build out here. And um, before I step onto that first paver, I just take a stop and say, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which maketh the heavens and the earth. Yeah. The thing about that, that probably blows my mind the most is King David probably most likely wrote that when he was on the run and hiding in the hills. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That's So, so cool. Yeah. Well, well, most people in West Virginia are on the run, too. They're trying to leave the state. So, you know, move to Dallas or move somewhere else, you know, so uh, other parts of the country. So, but, but, uh, yeah. Now, the thing that got you onto the show, the thing that, you know, we, uh, you know, you and I talked about was the the importance of intentional encourager, to be an intentional encourager. Yeah. And I know you've got a book coming out and a whole platform yeah. that's going to really focus in on that. Uh, but tell folks what, do you mean by intentional encouragement? Like, what is it? And then let's go into like where people are not being intentional when it comes to encouragement. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Jerry, my, my late father, whose name was Jerry, was the ultimate intentional encourager. I, my dad instilled such incredible confidence in me from a young age. I'm the oldest of three. I have two younger sisters, mm-hmm. and I'm the only boy. And so from an early age, my dad instilled incredible confidence in me. He believed that I could do just about anything. And so getting that encouragement from an early age was pivotal to me in doing the things in my life that I have done. And so about 15 years ago, when we, when we, when God led us from one church to another, there was a point in time that the church that we left, Jerry, I was heavily involved. I I taught Sunday school. I sang in the choir. I sang specials. I sang in groups. I played music. I did everything but pulpit ministry, preaching and preaching from the pulpit. And so we, the Lord leads us to the church we've been at for the last 15 years. And our pastor has a rule that when someone new comes in, they need, they have to sit for six months. And so the reason being is that his philosophy is, and I agree with the philosophy is let the church get to know you, you get to know the church, you know, that let, let, you know, get some settling time, you know, let people get to know you because you're, you're able to connect more effectively when people know you and you're consistent in, in what you do. And so in that time of downtime, you know, my pastor took me aside and said, listen, I know what you can do. Your, your reputation precedes you. He said, but, you know, I need you to sit for a period of time. And then the first of the year, we'll, you, you'll, be as, you'll be wide open. You'll be mm-hmm. as involved as the Lord allows it. But I had to find something to do in the interim. And I remember one Sunday, the Lord spoke to my heart about encouragement. Now, here's the thing I would tell you, Jerry, encouragement 
a lot of people do not encourage because you give more than you take in. Yeah. And see, in our society, it's all about what can I get? What can I what can I receive? And that's why on social media, people are like, well, I have to track engagement. I have to track my likes and my followers, my connections and things like that. Encouragement does not. If you're worried about that, don't don't intentionally encourage anybody. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But if you're worried about creating stronger teams, if you're a leader out there, if you're a pastor and you're leading a team of ministerial staff, if you will encourage those people every day, they'll they'll set the whole church on fire. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you had a church full of people that were intentional encouragers, you would be unstoppable. The pastor's job would be so much easier if he trained, if he, you know, if he trained intentional encouragers, the ministerial staff's job would be so much easier just training intentional encouragers because anxiety, fear, doubt, trepidation, depression, nervousness, all these things, fear, I'll mention that again, they can't stand up to intentional encouragement. Yeah. And when you're encouraged internally, then everything around you gets encouraged externally. You say, well, Brian, how do you encourage? Well, if you're a Christian, start your day in prayer. Start your day talking to the ultimate encourager who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Start your day talking to the intent to the original intentional encourager who says, and we know that all things work together for the good who that to them that love God and who are the called according to his purpose. If you have a Bible, you have an, an unlimited resource of intentional encouragement. If you know how to pray, you have an unlimited resource and you're going to go to God with things that trouble you on a daily basis. I do the same thing. God, I don't understand this. God, I understand that. But then as I pray and I worship and I get my mind in that place, God begins to encourage me because God knows that you and I need encouragement. Zig Ziglar said this, and I love this. Zig Ziglar said, encouragement is the fuel that powers hope. If you look in the word of God and talk about King David, we talked about King David a moment ago. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scriptures, Jerry, is Psalm is, is 1 Samuel 30 and 6. The first five verses of that chapter, David is getting pressure from everywhere. His people are pressuring him. His enemies are pressuring him. The Bible says that he goes into a cave and, and, and 1 Samuel 30 and 6 says that King David encouraged himself in the Lord. The apostle Paul said, I think myself happy. And so that's why encouragement is so important because there is no human being on the planet that can survive without intentional encouragement. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. And so that's why it's important that everybody listening out there needs to understand the power of intentional encouragement. If you lead a, a sales team, if you coach people in your job, if you coach it, if you coach a football team, there's no head coach in their right mind. If, if, if their team is down by two touchdowns, there's no head coach in their right mind going, guys, I don't think we can pull this off. <laughs> guys, I don't know about that. Right, man, we're down two scores. Even coaches playing with- like junk all day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no head coach in their right mind. Here's what a head coach does. Yeah. Even if their team's down two scores in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Or if they got losing records, they still don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. The head coach will go to their guys and they'll go, listen, defense. Yeah. Get the ball back. When we get the ball back, offense, we're going to score. 
And so that's what happens. Everybody intentionally encourages. Yeah. And I just want folks to think about, you know, when was a time when you were just down at your lowest point and somebody out of nowhere just walked up to you and said something to you that just encouraged you to pick yourself back up and go. And you probably didn't even see that person again. And I'm thinking of one story in particular. Uh, when I was stationed in Germany, uh, I was in my 20s and uh, a group of us had this wild hair idea. Let's do the 25 mile a day, four days march in Nijmegen, uh, the Netherlands. So we go do this. And on day four, I, around, I wound up linking up with my friend David at the end of this thing. And he was sharing because I had somehow gotten ahead of him. After three days of following him, I'm now the one in the lead and I, I kind of lose David. But I just assume he'll catch up. Turns out he was at his wits end. Like he was completely spent, tired with like maybe four miles to go. And he stops and there's nobody else around. Like he said, he said it was so he was so far behind that the police were already picking up the street cones and everything. And and so he was just trying his best to stay ahead of them. And he just said out loud, I don't think I've got anything left. And as soon as he said that, somebody put their hand on his shoulder and said, hey, you'll be okay. And he looked up and it was another U.S. soldier and the guy handed him a, a big old bottle of water and gave him two Motrins, a 800 milligram army issued Motrin and said, hey, take two of these. Just kind of sit out for about 20 minutes. You'll be fine. You got this. You're almost there. And he leaves. And then David took the two Motrins. Actually, I think it wanted to be in four. It was like a ridiculous amount. Like he should not have taken that many Motrins, <laughs> but you know, we're in the army and we do that. And, yeah. and so he, he does that. He drinks the water. He rests for 20 minutes. And he said that gave him the energy to plow through and finish the last four miles. He went looking for that guy up and down the parade grounds, the, the celebration area. All the U S soldiers are staying in the same tent afterwards. He's looking for this guy. To this day, he still has not found that guy. That guy had nothing to gain from encouraging David that day. He just did it. You know, Jerry, that is such a powerful story. And I'm glad you brought that up because here, here's, what we, here's what we're taking in today. Mm-hmm. This is why intentional encouragement is so important. There's a Delta variant of, the, of COVID-19. We've got this coming. We've got that coming. We've got, you know, and, and, I, and I don't understand something. And I'm not trying to get political, but I don't understand this. I do not understand why we give in to a news media. If, if, if everything that, that, let's say, for instance, let's say, for instance, that you're trying to keep yourself healthy and I show up at your front door and all I brought with me, knowing that you're trying to keep yourself healthy and I show up at your front door with Oreos, potato chips, um, <laughs> I show up with 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 Coke, yeah. Coca-Cola. I show up with all these things that are not good for your body, that that don't that don't aid in your health. All these things you're trying to avoid. And I'll go, hey, Jerry, let me hang out with you for for a couple of days and look at what I brought, man. All this stuff. You're going to go just leave. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not going to do me any good. And that's what happens when we listen to the news media is they package these things and and you realize the first bite you take, you go, this is not healthy. And, you know, it really doesn't taste all that good either. You know, it it, it looks like an Oreo cookie and it tastes like dirt. And it's like, why am I eating this? Why am I consuming this garbage? And so that's why it's incredibly important for people to stay encouraged. And even encouragers need encouragement. Okay, so that's why. 
And I've said this to people before, and I'll say it again here. You cannot encourage anyone else if you're not encouraged yourself. It has to start with you. You can't pour out from an empty bucket. If you have nothing to pour into someone, you, it's, it's impossible. You can't do it. If, if this mug were empty, I could take it to my lips all day long. And if there's nothing there, it's a futile exercise. I might as well do this. It's the same effect. There's nothing there. And so that's why the power of intentional encouragement every day is so important. However you want to get it through meditation, through prayer, through reading the scripture, through reading motivational books, through listening to music. Some people encourage themselves through good classical music. I, I on the other hand, when I get in my car, I, I like Southern gospel. I grew up on Southern gospel quartets. And so that's the music that I that I enjoy. Um, but for others, it's it's turning on K-Love or their local Christian radio station. And, you know, it's a it's a song that they hear that encourages them. And so uh, however you get encouragement, Solomon said this in Proverbs, wisdom is the principal thing. So get wisdom. I would paraphrase that and say encouragement is the principal thing. Get encouragement, because when you get encouragement, you get wisdom. You'll be able to, you know. I got to go here for just a minute. Forgive me for being so long-winded. <laughs> do, do you understand why encouragement is so powerful? Encouragement opens the windows of the soul because what happens is when life begins to attack us, and it will attack us, when life begins to attack us, and if you haven't been through something, hold on, your, your time's coming. When those things begin to assail you and attack you, we have a defense mechanism. Anytime we're being attacked physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, we, we all duck and cover. It's a natural human reaction is to shield ourselves from the attack. And, and so when you're in that state of mind, it's hard to hear expertise because most people will say, well, you need to do this or you need to do that or you need to do something else. When you feel like your world is crashing in around you, Jerry, you're not hearing expertise. It's wasted breath. People mean well. They're trying to do well and trying to help you. But what opens the door or opens that window and brings that defense mechanism down is encouragement. In that beautiful story you told about your friend, that guy didn't give him any expertise. He didn't, he didn't say, man, change your shoes or, you know, your, 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 your pace, you, you know, you need to pick up your pace or he didn't give him any expertise. He said, look, here's some Motrin. Here's a bottle of water. Sit for about 20 minutes. You'll be okay. Yeah. But the first thing he said was, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And your friend responded because of that encouragement. That encouragement opened his mind. And then that guy was able to give him some expertise. Exactly. And, and so that's what happens when encouragement comes, you know, always put encouragement before expertise. If you're, if you're really trying to help somebody, encourage them first, then give them that piece of advice, and then encourage them to take action. So it's a, it's a sandwich, you know, and it's like 1230 here as we're recording this. So it's lunchtime. So I'm not going to throw a sandwich in there. Encouragement, expertise, encouragement. And that's how you, you build that sandwich, so to speak. And so, you know, this whole time I've been thinking about, you know, intentional encourager as me going out and encouraging others. 
but then hearing you talk about this for the past 10 minutes or so, it, it's kind of dawning on me. It's like, no, you got to be able to encourage yourself or get encouraged, uh, be able to receive yeah. encouragement from others. And that makes total sense. It's like uh, I just flew back from Nashville, Tennessee last night from Podcast Movement. But when you're hearing this, this is way past the time when I attended Podcast Movement. But that's not important. What's important is that on the flight, they do those safety checks. And they talk about in case there's a depressurization in the cab and these masks drop down. And if you're there with your little kids, put a mask on yourself first before you attempt to put a mask on. That's a great point. Yeah. A really good point. Because if you're not able to take care of you and be able to breathe, then you're not going to be able to help any of your kids. And no, that's such a good point. And and the thing about it is in, in that situation, the flight attendants are the first ones putting on their mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the flight attendants are, are masking up in an emergency situation. Then the, the passengers are masking up because then to your point, the flight, you, you know, there, there's, there, there's power in numbers, right? Yeah. And so if, if there is someone really struggling, that flight attendant can, can run there. You're sitting next to that person. You can help somebody else. You all have your mask on and you're, you're, you're jumping in. I, I'll share this. This, that is so powerful. Because I had a gentleman on my podcast, a guy named Dave Sanderson, and I would encourage folks to go back and listen to that episode. But Dave was on the Miracle on the Hudson, the plane crash yeah. of the Miracle on the Hudson. And Dave was talking about the power of leverage. And, and Dave said, you know, that he was next to an area of safety that they could get out of the plane. And so he started using his leverage to help others. When you are intentionally encouraged and you live a life of intentional encouragement, you can use that leverage to help other people around you. And the leverage is because I live encouraged, because I get encouraged every day and I stay encouraged, I'm able to use that strength to encourage other people. And so, again, let me talk to a leader in a company. You want to know why your team's struggling right now? They're not encouraged. You want to know why your team isn't performing the way they need to perform? They're not encouraged. And it's up to you to encourage them. I I told a guy in my church, Jerry, he was taking a leadership position. And I I went up to him. I said, can I give you a piece of advice? He was talking to me about it. I said, can I give you a piece of advice? He said, yeah. I said, how many people work for you now? He said, I'm going to manage a team of six people. I said, perfect. Here's what you do. Every week, you pull one person aside for five minutes and you go to them, you look them in the eye and you say, I just want to tell you what I value about you and why you're important to this team. You see, Jerry, there's a vast difference between appreciation and value. Too many times we say, oh, I appreciate, I appreciate this cup. Boy, I appreciate this (laughs) cup. Well, listen, if my house is burning down, I'm not reaching for a coffee cup. I can go get another one. Yeah. You know what I'm grabbing? I'm grabbing my dad's watch. I'm grabbing my Bible grabbing my cell phone. I had a good friend of mine that lost everything in a fire. He and his family lost everything in a fire. He didn't even make it out with his wallet. Oh, wow. He just got out of his house. But if I can, and I have the faculties around me, I'm grabbing my wallet, my cell phone, my dad's watch, things that are valuable that I need, pair of shoes, I'm getting out the door. Everything else can be replaced. And that's the difference in between appreciation and value. You go to those people and you tell them what you value and why they're important. As we say in West Virginia, it would take a bomb to blow those people out of your company, out of your church, out of your organization. 
And that's the encouragement that those people need, because when those people feel encouraged, guess what they do? They pass it on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have a customer service organization and you want to improve your customer service, start encouraging your customer service people, because when they come in and and they are on fire and, and they're encouraged, they're going to deliver an incredible customer experience. And your customers are going to be encouraged to do business with you because they love the they love how they get treated. They absolutely love. And it just starts with a little bit of intentional encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It, yeah. it is amazing how transformative the power of intentional encouragement really is. Yeah. That's like the favorite part of my job as a director. So by day, I'm a director of a team that does learning and development and leadership coaching within a healthcare organization. And my favorite part of the day is to go to each one of them and just talk with them, uh, let them know where they're doing a great job and just listening to them and actually sharing stories. They probably have me tell stories more than anything. Uh, but anyway, in there, I am encouraging them. And uh, it. I've noticed though, like I have to now be careful about when I share with them something that needs to get worked on. And in my head, and I'm clear about it in my email or in my instructions, I don't want us to work on this until tomorrow. But if I present it at four or five in the evening uh, or the afternoon, I have team members who are going to jump right on it and start working on it until seven or eight o'clock that night. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I did not want you to stay late. No, I want you to go home to your family. And they're like, no, it's fine. I'll take care of this. I'm like, no, get out. (laughs) And uh, your your family life is more important. But you built that value with them, Jerry, because, because here's the thing. And I said this in my book, People Buy From People. People buy connection before they ever make a transaction. Mm-hmm. And so when, when they look at that email at four o'clock from you, because earlier in the day you built value with them, now they feel connected and they go, listen, we could go ahead and knock this out for Jerry right now. Yeah, I'm, I may stay another 30 minutes or an hour, but you know what? It's okay. It's cool because he gave me something of value yeah. earlier in that day. And they'll justify the extra time measurement. They'll ju- they'll call their wife and say, hey, Jerry asked me to stay. Oh, Jerry asked you. Oh, no problem. Because when you've gone to them and you have shared with them and connected with them, nine times out of 10, they've gone home and told their spouse, man, you know, I love working for Jerry. I really love working for Jerry. I am so blessed to be a part of an organization with leadership like that. I, I, I And so the, the, the spouse hears about it. Yeah. And the kids hear about it. And dad loves his work because he's got an incredible leader that encourages him and values him. And so, man, don't don't stop doing what you're doing. You're an intentional encourager by nature. And that's what we need. We need to build an army of intentional encouragers. Think about how much better our country would be if instead of just wondering who got vaccinated and who didn't, instead of just encouraging people and going, you know what, we're going to kick this virus to the curb. We've never, I, and I don't mean to get political, but we've never said that. No, neither side. We've never said that as a country. And it's the antithesis of what guys like you went and fought for. And by the way, thank you for your service to our country. Um, it's the antithesis of the way you guys were trained in the military to handle problems. We just go get it done. Yeah. <laughs> and in our country, we've bought into fear. I would, I would say this, what, what, what concerns me as a husband, as a father, as a, as a spiritual leader in my church and in my, in my family is the fact that when, when, when COVID hit, we had all of these leaders acting in fear 
there's nothing good that ever happens from a decision made in fear. Mm-mm. Because now you're giving in to the enemy and you're letting the enemy dictate to you what you're going to do. You see, and we talked about coaches a little bit ago. There's no coach in a sport that when, and let's talk football. We're getting ready to, to, to have football season. Yeah. There's no coach when, 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 a, when a coach, when, when coaches call plays and they don't work. If you have two or three, three and outs, there's no coach that goes to the sidelines and go, man, I don't know what we're going to do. We might as well at halftime just tell the officials we're not coming out for the second half. <laughs> no, they go and they make adjustments. Yeah. And it could be the defense's day. It could be no matter what they do, but they're constantly trying to make adjustments. And we haven't done that as a country, Jerry. We've not learned the power of making adjustments. And on the sidelines, again, that's where encouragement comes in because the coaches are going, okay, guys, that didn't work, but we're going to try this. Remember this play we ran in practice? Yeah. Listen, we, we cannot let the defense defeat us. And, they're, and, and listen, there are going to be days in football where the offense just rolls. Oh, yeah. I mean, the quarterback's hot. The receivers are catching everything. You're going to have those days where you're unstoppable. And, and, and again – I want to see our country get back to the point where we're unstoppable. I want to see us get back as Christians to where we say, if God be for us, who can be against us? We say, nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It's time for Christian men. And this is where your podcast is geared to. So I want to, I want to talk to the men for just a second. It's time for you to take the ball. It's time for you to say to yourself, I want the ball. Jerry, there's a great scene in the movie of The Replacements, my probably my mm. favorite football movie of all time. Keanu Reeves and uh, Gene early Hackman. in, yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, uh, 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 David Denham, who played on The Office. Uh, there's just John Favreau who directed everything in the in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, so they're they're in this game, and, um, and Jack Warden, who the great the late great Jack Warden, who played the owner, but Jimmy McGinty, who's played by Gene Hackman. There's a play early in the game where he calls a play and Keanu Reeves' character, Shane Falco, looks over the defense and he changes the play. And it's a disaster. And he comes to the sidelines and Jimmy McGinty says, what, what was that? And, and he said, I saw this or I saw that. He said, you call the play that I, that I drew up for you. You call the play that we sent in because we, we can see the defense. That's why we called this play. And he looked at him and he said, Winners always want the ball. So late in the game, they they put the the the, the quarterback Eddie Martell. And by the way, I, I'll tell you a neat story. My my son set up a video call with me. He was at a, a convention, and Brett Collin, who played Eddie Martell in that movie, was there. And my son set up a video call with myself and Brett Collin, oh, which wow. was really cool. <laughs> he, he played Eddie Martell in that movie, and, and what a nice guy! Just a great guy, and. Uh, so Martell crosses. He's terrible. He goes in the locker room. He's blaming everybody. And um, Coach McGinty said, we need somebody that wants the, the ball. And Falco walks in and goes, I want the ball. I'll take it. Come on. And then late in the game, he comes to the sideline, and they call a play. And I'll never forget this. My favorite line in the movie, McGinty looks at Falco, and he said, what's it going to be, Falco? And Falco says, I want the ball. And McGinty says, winners always do. It's time for Christian men to say, I want the ball. 
I want to be the spiritual head of my household. I want to be the man that God's called me to be. I want to encourage my family. I want to lead my family. I don't care what everybody else is doing. As for me and my house, Joshua 24, 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. No matter what happens, we will serve the Lord. If we would get men, Jerry, that would go beyond the rut of this life and say, I want the ball. I am going to make a difference in my house. And then I'm going to make a difference in my workplace. And then I'm going to make a difference in my church. Then I'm going to make a difference in my community. If we start getting men that get that, I want the ball mentality, they're, they're, we are going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what that's what's going to turn this country in the way we want to turn it is men and men standing up and leading their families. Because I'll tell you this, our wives, guys, are looking for us to step up. If you have a godly Christian woman that lives in your home that 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 knows the word of God and it's not saying that we're better. You know, God made us equal. God didn't take man from from the heel. He took him from the rib. We're to love our wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. But our wives will go where we lead them. Our kids will go where we lead them. And if we encourage our wives, we encourage our kids, and we lead our homes, we become powerful. Yeah. And the enemy can't, the enemy, I'm going to tell you something. The enemy not only hates powerful people, he's scared of powerful people. Why do you think the enemies of this world for decades and generations were scared of the military power of the United States? Because they knew we had men and women in our military that would do anything possible to ensure freedom. They would defend freedom at all costs. And that's what happens when we have people that are encouraged, they're empowered, and they're emboldened. The three E's, encouraged, empowered, and emboldened. We, we can turn the tide on this thing. The, 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 we can turn the tide on this virus. What happens if we would start praying like we've never, and forgive me for going long here, Jerry, but what happens if we would start praying like we've never prayed before? What if we put first, second Chronicles 714 in action? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. What if we decided to pray every day? What if, what if we just, just started doing some things? Instead of going, I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah. Now I guess the vaccine's not working. I guess this isn't working. Nobody, there's only one person in history. There's only two people in history, forgive me. There's only two people that I can see in recorded history that threw their hands up in a defeated position that got victory. One was Moses when he lifted his hands and they kept his hands in the air. Israel won the battle. And the second one was when the Lord himself stretched his arms and said, it is finished and went to the cross of Calvary for my sins and your sins. You see, the, the, the Jews thought they had Jesus defeated when he did this, but little did they realize that he was gaining the ultimate victory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he yeah. won victory for all of us on Calvary's hill. Yeah. Moses, everybody thought the Israelites were defeated. They were as long as Moses' hands were down. But that's what happens when we surrender and we say, God, I'm going to give everything to you. I'm yeah. going to do everything. The preacher's coming out in me, man, right now. The preacher is <laughs> coming no out way. in me. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens, men. That's how we get beyond the rut is we yeah. just give it all to God. And we say, God, you take it. I can't. 
But when you call me and when you give me the ball, Lord, I'm going to take it. And so, uh, man, yeah. forgive me. I, I, oh, no. I, I just, I mean, I, just I to kind of wrap it all there. up. I mean, what I've uh, heard us talk about in this is you know, one, the importance of opening ourselves up to be encouraged and seeking out the things that encourage us. So the news isn't encouraging, but you know, God's word is, and there are books out there that yeah. add to that. Uh, the second thing is to intentionally, so intentionally getting ourselves encouraged and filled up so that we can turn around and encourage others and help them yep. and build them up. And then we talked about being bold to lead uh, in a Christ-like way. And, and the key words that we mentioned in this, if, uh, I hope you pick this up, was uh, one, we've got to get humble. And then um, the way we lead our families is through encouragement and so those are two key elements right there, because I, I know there's going to be folks out there that think leadership means I show up and I start telling you what to do. Do this, do this, do this. I'm in charge. And and the reality is, no, if I show up and I pour into you and encourage you, you're going to be equipped to go forward and to grow and all those things. And so those are like the big three I've picked up in our conversation. Um now, if folks want to reach out to you and, and learn more about you, listen to the show, The Intentional Encourager uh, and and where where can they go for that? Well, I appreciate that, Jerry. So you can find the Intentional Encourager podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just type in the Intentional Encourager. comes right up. Um, also, we're on YouTube. Again, if you search the Intentional Encourager podcast, you'll find our YouTube channel. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn at Brian Sexton MBA. You can also find me on Twitter at Brian Sexton 13. And on Facebook, you just type in the Intentional Encourager. It comes up, Brian Sexton. Um, I'm not on Instagram. That's a deal that I made with my, my 20 soon to be 21 year old son. I'm not on Instagram. So, uh, but I may change that. We may have to, to amend that deal, but, um, but, uh, you can also find my book people buy from people. If you want to be a better connector, uh, 10 powerful people lessons from the ultimate people person, my dad, the things that my dad taught me growing up that made me a, a, a powerful connector because he was a powerful connector. You can go to Amazon and get that. Search people buy from people, Brian Sexton. Uh, the second book, I'm not sure when it'll be out. I took a hiatus from that and I'm just now restarting. So uh, probably be, uh, it'll probably be late in the year when that happens. I, I release people buy from people in December. I actually released people buy from people, Jerry, on the anniversary of my dad's death. Oh, wow. So I did that last December. Yeah. So I, we, we may do something around that this year that, you know, taking a, uh, a somber day and turning it into a celebration. Yeah. So, uh, but you find me him. there, connect with me. My, my email address is sextonbryan13 at gmail.com. Drop me a note. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you say, hey, I think I've got a story to tell, the Intentional Encourager podcast is a great place to tell it. But Jerry, you have been phenomenal. I am so grateful for, for our time. I'm looking forward to having you on the Intentional Encourager podcast and telling your story. And uh, my sincere thanks to you for having me on the Beyond the Rut podcast. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. Now, I hope you've got a lot of value about this, understanding what intentional encouragement is, why it's so important for us, and some practical tips on how to do it. Be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 281. There you'll find links to Brian's show, as well as his website, and other episodes that are similar to what we just heard here. If you like what you heard here, be sure to hit the share button on whatever application you're using and share it with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. So 
Let them know why you like this episode, why you think they'll like this episode. And not only will I appreciate that, they'll appreciate it too. I'm glad you joined us this week. I really look forward to joining you again next week. And until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.